You are listening to the Akio Varsity Podcast, the show that brings you forthright conversations with Africa's finest creatives, artists, and digital natives, with your host, Fumani Baloy. Hi, Miranda. Welcome to Akiovarsity. How are you doing today? Hi, Fumani. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show. It's going to be a great one. So who is Miranda, actually, for all our listeners out there? Where were you born? What did you study? And what are some of the business ventures that you're currently busy with? Absolutely. So Miranda is a girl who was born in a small town called Giani. I was born there, moved uh, moved around in terms of school, then went to the University of Free State. I started my career in actuarial science, um, believe it or not, but eventually changed to BSc risk analysis. And um, main main reason for that was, you know, there's always that one subject that gives you a problem. Yeah. So due to financial things <laughs> and, you know, in time, I had to change to BSc risk analysis, which was still in line with what I wanted to do. I've always loved numbers. Uh, math has been my passion. And my mantra in high school and in life was to bring numbers and business together. Hence, I came up with the whole, or maybe one should do actuarial sciences. Um, So that was that. And then from there, I did a little bit of insurance when I, after right after varsity to gain experience, moved into a data analytics space. And that's where I'm at and I'm loving it. It's really a great journey. So currently, I'm looking into different business ventures. Uh, we're currently just, or rather, going to launch our app called Rudo, Rudo Home Salute. And basically, what it does, it's a platform that helps you to get beauty services to wherever you are. Basically, just put your location, the time you want to, to be serviced at. And yeah, and then you'll have somebody just in time. Uh, one thing that is coming up as well that I'm, I'm trying to test the market with as well a brand called D4G and the whole purpose for that is stands for de- destined for greatness and the whole point for that it's around a branding of main accessories so yeah so it's basically just a brand where it's about fashion, men fashion. And uh, the whole point behind that is just to empower, you know, especially the male side. I believe we've done a lot of empowering for women and raising them up. And we have our men falling behind a little bit. But, you know, once in a while, they need to be reminded that they can be great. And, and that's the point of that as well. Awesome. So you are a woman on a mission to change or shape um, up the business world, I see. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the app in more detail so is it still in development is it almost finished is it something that we can expect quite soon we've done the development we're currently in the launching phase so in a process of submitting to android and ios so you should see it in your um, app platforms quite soon and hopefully in the next two to three weeks been a long journey back and forth so we're currently in a launching phase if i can put it that way We've done our final testing and we hope to have it in all the platforms at least by mid-June. That is the goal. Yeah. Tell me, how did the app idea um, actually come about? 
That is a funny story. So last year, around August, I went to a saloon in Midrand. Uh, while I was there um, doing my hair, you know, in saloons, your guard is down, you're relaxed, your phone is up. Two guys came in, one with a gun at the entrance, a the other one starts with a gun. So we were on okay. <laughs> gunpoint robbery. I think these guys has been observing us, or rather observing the place, because as you know, saloons is mostly women and children that go there. You barely find males, so they knew how vulnerable we are. And they came in, they started searching us, our phones, and they started searching us. They took all our phones, they took the money. The children were there, the children were so traumatized, and there were a couple of children. I think that's the sad part. And at that moment, I was I was in shock, and I only felt the after effect afterwards. When the next time I wanted to go to a saloon, I was a bit scared. Yeah, so one day around October, I wanted to do my nails. I was still a little bit shaken by that event. And then I thought if I wanted to book anybody to come do my hair, my nails, anything, they just come to my house and, you know, and it's done and that's it. And they go home. I don't need to go to a saloon. I don't need to stand in a queue. If you've been in an informal sector saloons, the queues are long and, you know, you wait forever. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Let's do an app. Let's 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 prototype or let's mock up an app. And that's when I took my laptop, started mocking up a few screens. And the next thing, I'm calling up people. Okay, I want this. I, I have this idea. I'm looking for a developer. Can you assist me with it? So that's where it began. Initially, that was. That's where it began. And I had a few sections now, started talking to my mentors and say, well, I have this idea that I have and so forth. And as usual, he'll scrutinize me. Okay, why? Why do you want to do this thing? Because you always, so prior to that, we had a series talking about why you do what you want to do, why you want to go to business, because you need to develop your why. And that that moment, it made me realize, it's like, I get what you're saying. You want to do it because you don't want to go to saloons because there's crime there. But the chances of people getting marked in a saloon is quite one in, you know, out of 10. In most yeah. instances, you need to think bigger. Why are you doing what you want to do? You know, it came back to my core why I want to do this and I had to think out of the box I have to I had to think out of some I have to to take it bigger than myself why I want to do it and I come to realize you know the saloon in the informal sector how unorganized it is and the systems on how it has never changed over time and technology is revolving but yet the system of booking a saloon or going to an informal sector saloon is the same you go there, you book You book your time, I'll come at 11 o'clock, you get that 11 o'clock, they're busy with someone else and you still have to wait. I had to think over and above and say, this is not even about me getting the service. It's about me assisting a person in an informal sector who's looking for a job but have a skill that they can use. And for me was, my why has always been to empower the people around me to reach their greatness, to recognize the skill that they have and cultivate that to do great things. So then I thought, you know what, imagine if I had a platform where I build a clientele or a client base for these people, instead of reaching just three to four people in a week, they could probably reach more than 10 people. And that is empowering someone to think more entrepreneurial. They don't need to wait to be employed. 
to get somewhere or to be something. Quite an amazing story. One would never really imagine that could just be at a salon on a normal day yeah. and people come with guns and then start holding you hostage. Now birthing the idea of trying to use technology to solve all these issues that you highlighted. You believed in that moment or you believed in that idea from that moment when you realized that actually I have a solution to this. And ever since then, you, yeah. you stuck to it until the development of the app. I just want to ask from that, um, maybe also for someone who's thinking of doing an app, what probably is the most important thing to ask yourself? I think the main thing just in business as a whole or NGO, the first question you need to ask yourself is why are you doing it? That is something that will sustain you beyond demotivation. Why are you doing it? For me, it has always been, it has to be bigger than yourself. It needs to, to get to the core that even, even if this doesn't work out, you'll find another way to achieve that why. And I think that's the first question you need to ask yourself why you're doing it. And from there, you are able to get your solution to the problem. I think that's the first thing. Secondly is research. Eh? When I started drafting those mock-ups, I started sending my friends and family and start asking them questions about saloons, you know, the main frustrations and I got different feedback and, and funny enough, it was similar problems. The thing about time and professionalism stood out most of them. So research, research of what you want to do, um, what's out there in the market, the gap that you're trying to close, Research the audience, the people trying to impact research of your distributors as well. The last thing I want to say is your sustainability in that idea. And this is what one of my mentors, when I started with this idea, brought it forth to me. Because before I started a lot of things, you know, and they didn't really go so well. And it's like, you need to determine or rather calculate your, your staying power in that idea, you know, whether you're going to last for long, if you can determine that as fast as you can, then you will know that this is really the thing that you need to pursue. This is coming back to whether you are demotivated, you'll still have to do this thing. To get what I'm saying? So it's your, your staying power in that idea, your sustainability you know, um, in terms of mentally, spiritually, you know, psychologically, whatever, emotionally, that you will stay even in the lowest times, the most de- demotivated times, you still stand and do what you need to do because you believe in that idea. Yeah. So those are the three things I think one should consider. Your why, why are you doing it? Make research and determine your staying power, your sustainability in that in that idea. I just want to talk about a few takeaways from your answers there. One being research, but I've also picked up one other thing that you, you stress consistently. It's your mentor. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, as a as, a, as someone who wants to um, get into this industry, how important is it to actually have a mentor? Is it something that is really necessary or it's mm. something that you can do without? Honestly, for me, I would recommend it because sometimes to get where you're going, you need to be under the people who have been there of what they've been through, you know, and it could be character, it could be integrity, it could be whatever, something which you really unable to 
learn through book. For me, honestly, I would recommend it that way you also get guidance, uh, you get advice, uh, you get people who are honest with you, who's, who scrutinize and criticize you, not because they don't want you to succeed, but because you because they want you to think bigger and be open-minded to a whole lot of things. Because every idea will be scrutinized. Not everybody's going to like what you do. And you need to, you need to have learned and you need to have already know you, you get what i'm saying so yeah it's something that i would recommend um i've been lucky enough to get mentors throughout my life and throughout my career to where i am today and somehow it has accelerated uh my my career path to where i am so yeah i think it's something that i i, I would recommend um whether it's a one-on-one -on -one mentorship or whether the association around you but it needs to be people who have been there in a way in that research phase and also interact with your mentor and obviously getting different feedback did you at any point ever doubt that the app could not work uh, i wouldn't call it doubt but i think it was more of seeing a different perspective you know to say okay then we need to find a solution to that if we can't do it like that then how can we do it have i had doubts yes I had doubts once in a while, but I think my motivation or rather my faith has outweighed the doubt. And that's very important to have faith in what you do, that you will succeed and that it will come through. But over and above, it's a matter of when you're criticized or rather when the idea is scrutinized is to go back to brainstorming. Okay, how then do we solve this thing? So it's always just going back to the boardroom and just scrutinizing it. If I can't do it this way, how can I do it? So yeah, so that will be there. Uh, I think that's pretty normal. Um, it's just a matter of you need to be able to motivate yourself in those, in those times and really see a bigger picture and, and still have faith. What is so unique about your app that you believe that will actually be not necessarily a game changer, but um, maybe, uh, enhance the experience that is already existing through other applications in the market? Lucky for me, there isn't much competition currently. There are a few apps that keep popping up. For me, I wouldn't even say it's a competition as per se. I think it's just an opportunity for all of us to join force to revolutionize this industry. But coming back to your question, the value it brings, I think my background as a data analyst, data scientist, I think I bring something unique in it. And I, I'm speaking in terms of how we're going to operate it and how it's been operated. We're looking at a whole lot of data. We're looking at what is happening. We're looking at what our competitors are doing and what's the gap in there. So mainly I think it will be the background that I come in with and that is the data analytics sides of things. And that is basically analyzing the industry. The whole plan around the app is that it will be data-driven more than anything else. Competitors can also argue and say it, it, it does the same thing and it will be the convenience and the efficiency of it. And not just that, but literally looking at the informal sector. What I've picked up about my competitors is that uh, you know they market or rather the service providers could be people who are advanced people who are already doing it but for me i'm looking at people who are in the location in the rural area and saying i want to be something and i need a platform to you know to be to to utilize my skills and those are my targets
You're still listening to Akio Varsity. I'm on the call with Miranda, founder of Rudo Home Salon, a mobile app that connects users to beauticians and stylists and allows them to be serviced at their desired location. Welcome back, Miranda. We're still talking about the research you had done on the informal sector. These people have access to technology through smartphones, as you might have found in your research. How will the app actually enhance that existing ecosystem? For example, they might have been on WhatsApp for business. They might have used Facebook Messenger. How will the app actually play with already existing apps? especially on the communication side of their operations. So just to give you an overview of what the app does is that as a service provider, you literally get clients around your area and that comes through your notification that do you have a new client approved. And the main idea is to basically use the app as a connector to not just only the clients that they know around, but to a whole lot of people in the community. You know how you would reference a person when they've done your hair. If someone is looking for him, like I know so-and-so who has done my hair before and so forth. This app, literally now you are able to access any service provider and read up of what the people are saying about that particular person, whether they love their hair or, you know, whatever the, the complimentary they would have given or criticism that they would have given. And the whole point is that through the app, when they have to go to the person, uh, they literally you know, they are able to, you know, to notify the person that they're on their way and so forth. And, you know, like your Uber Eats situation. Then the whole point of this is that we currently have a system, a salon system in, 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 in our informal sector, which I believe it's not so convenient or not so efficient. Um, and the whole point is to bring that structure of your bookings and who your clients and what time they need, you need to be there and so forth. And that way it, it makes one organized yeah so that's the that's the whole point and that's the main uh, main thing about the app is that it brings structure to the system it brings more of professionalism into that industry let's look at the app development in itself from obviously conception to now the app being in the final stages what are the key takeaways for you in terms of the lesson learned and mistakes that you wish you could have avoided while getting your app up and running there's a lot of things i've learned like i mentioned that what every single day i'm le- i'm learning something new and i'm learning something new in terms of the industries of about me about people that i work with and you know and how i communicate with people and i'm saying i think the main thing that i have learned and also in my side is an area of development is how to communicate the vision in a sense that they catch what you're saying rather than to just listen and understand the you know where you're going with it like it's we're not building this app just for now there's a whole lot of things that is coming into it there's a whole lot of advanced features that's going to 
to happen in there and we need to get the foundation right. And I think that that has been the main thing or rather the main learning is that how do we get a firm foundation that when we bring in phase two, phase three, phase four, phase five, it is a foundation that stays. I think that's one learning. And just also, you know, the team, bringing the team together is not as easy. You have different personalities, you have different perspectives of, you know, people of the industry. So how to get everyone in one vision? in the same direction, get everybody in the same direction. I think that's one of the things that has been, you know, a learning curve for me. You know, it's easier said and done and say, I want to do this, are you on board? And that's it. It's a, another process to get them to see what the possibilities of this is. And not just that, also learning their perspectives and, you know, in understanding people's different personalities and so forth. So that's one thing, bringing the team together, um, communicating my vision. It's something that you can't teach them. It's something you want them to catch. You know, that's that's something that I had to develop in terms of getting my vision communicated well. What haven't I learned? I think every single day I'm learning. I mean, right now with the whole COVID-19, you know, you need to be able to be flexible and revolve. And, you know, and this is what technology is about. Every three months I'm discovering a new app. You know, I'm listening to one app in radio. I'm listening to another competitor, direct or indirect. You know, so the world is changing fast and you need to adopt very quickly. You need to be flexible. You need to be able to, to think bigger than you were yesterday. I mean, I, I could go on for days of what I've learned from last year till till today. But I think what I'm grateful of is the support system that I've had um, with the family and everybody and just encouraging you to go on. Uh, I mean, every time I find a new competitor, I'm like, oh, my God, there's somebody who has my idea already <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, and someone has to remind you, like, you know what, your why. This is, you know, this is bigger than you. You're doing great. You're actually going to do, you know, you're going to do awesome. Um. So, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey <laughs> so far. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can imagine. So I'm going to yeah. ask one of those uncomfortable questions, especially in business. Oh. Um, this mm. is one sector where it's it's actually quite costly, I suppose, to yes. get an app. Maybe just enlighten our listeners out there in terms of app funding, what approaches um, can one take to actually get their dream app um, launched? What does it really take to get an app? There's a lot of things, obviously, you need to take into consideration and you just have to have the vision and you have to have the determination and resilience to bring it forth. If you have that, you can achieve anything in life is your passion for it. And you know, and everything comes together. It's been costly. <laughs> It's been costly. I've used up all my savings. But I think if you believe in the vision, really, if you you, you can't convince someone else to invest in something which you haven't invested in. I suppose for you, it was either or. I'll, I'll take what I have and give it my all and put everything in yeah. this basket. It's either it works or... Yeah. It doesn't. For a young person who's got a great um, app idea, but without the funding, what sort of advice would you give to that person, especially the protection of ideas and all the IP uh, hassles that usually happen? You tell someone your app uh, idea, next thing, 
boom, mm. it's in the market. I know. So likely I had some sort of knowledge, you know, so I took up some uh, entrepreneurial um, program years back, more like a crash course of why you're thinking of an idea, what you need to do and so forth. I think first thing you need to do as much as you have your mock-ups and you have your idea in place, document everything document everything with the date and, yeah. uh, and and from there whoever you tell an idea to whether it's a family, a friend NDA, NDA let the non-disclosure agreement be your friend and you know and there's going to be an idea that is similar to yours out there but with those precautions in place or you taking those step, precautionary step is the people around you don't get inspiration from your idea or rather, you know, claim to have inspiration from your ideas, just protecting yourself in your vision. And that's very important. And you know what? Research a bit about legal. I, I think I had to do a lot of that. Oh, I had to learn a lot about that, you know, the legal side of things. Um, learn, learn about the legals of a business, learn about legals of anything to protect yourself, shareholding, protecting ideas, copyright. And secondly, you know, if you believe, if you believe in your dream, I, I I tell you, the universe has a way of making it, you know, come together. You need to believe in it yourself. No one is going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself and in your idea. So you need to believe in your idea and, you know, do what you can. Talk to your family. There's always someone who's willing to listen and to invest. Get the right people around you. Most importantly, you need to believe in your dream and believe in your vision that it, it will happen and things will come together. Write it down. Believe in it. Things have a way of working it out. Definitely. Wow. Miranda, it's been nice picking your brain about the sector and how the app aims to revolutionize that market and just bring in convenience, creating value for the service yeah. providers and for the clients themselves. Obviously, um, the app, as you had mentioned earlier in our conversation, that uh, it's launching any time from now, you are still in the testing phase. You can give us an indication, once again, just to remind our listeners when they can expect it and also just give us more information of how people will be able to access the app and if they want to read more about the app where can they go do you have a website social media what are you currently doing to inform the people about your upcoming app yeah so yes so as i mentioned we're currently in a process of launching uh holding our thumbs and you know planning to launch at least by mid-june uh latest but i really believe it will be sooner than that that's me having faith again um but <laughs> But yeah, so just read more about the app on our website, www.rudogroup.co.za, Rudo Group, R-U-D-O, group, G-R-O-U-P.co.za, and you can read more about it. And also just join our social media, follow us on social media. Facebook is at Rudo, R-U-D-O, at um Instagram is Rudo Home Saloon and most of the announcements will be made there when we're live and happening. Uh, we're doing a lot of prepping and planning and marketing around that as well. So, so it's, it's going to be a journey. We are ready to meet our service providers, also just connecting our clients to their favorite beauticians and hairstylists. So yeah, we're excited. Thank you so much for having me. We wish you the best of luck with your app and hopefully people will be able to sign up and get their hair, nails and facials done at the convenience of their own homes. Miranda, once again, thank you very much. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. For more information, you can visit www.akio.co.za. Catch you guys on the next one.